Is film like milk? Yes. It's got culture in it. And it's. Mm, damn it. Leche. <laughs> Whole milk, skim milk, medium milk. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk Could me? Could you milk me? Hi, and welcome back to Age Like Milk, the podcast where we decide if a film has gone bad in the mind for your mind. I am one of your hosts, Paris Herbert Taylor, and hiding in my closet is my good friend, David William Rogers. Hello. Hello. Paris. <laughs> David, you made me watch a horror movie. I and consented. What's your favorite scary movie? Paris? I know. I gave up. I've been like avoiding it for so long. There's just so many Halloween movies that are so campy and cute. We haven't even done them all. So next year I'm I'm living in hope that we'll still have some cute movies to do. Yeah. But David, what is the film that you convinced me to watch this time? <laughs> The film that I convinced you to watch, and thankful that you did, is Scream, <laughs> 1996. It was directed by Wes Craven. Writing credits go to Kevin Williamson. This movie stars Drew Barrymore. It stars Nev Campbell, our boy Skeet Ulrich, which is from The Craft <laughs> that we did. Yeah. Um, Courtney Cox, um, W. Earl Brown, Rose McGowan, David Arquette. So there's a lot of people, Jamie Kennedy, that were in this movie, um, and I think really, you know, pushed them to the forefront of of Hollywood after this yeah. movie came out and the success of this movie. This movie is like running into some old high school friends that you haven't seen or thought about in like 25 years because, yeah, Neve Campbell. I mean, just so many people that I'm like, holy shit! Like David Arquette and Courtney Cox. I mean, they ended up getting married, mm-hmm. um, and you know, to see them in a movie together, so young, so you know, at the start of their careers, type thing. Although I'm sure by 1996, Courtney was like pretty well established for Friends. Um, yeah. But still, like you know, just thinking about like, did they even know that they were going to be such huge stars? And then also the ones that like Matthew Lillard, not that he's not a huge star, but like, you know, obviously such a big part in this film and being like, dude, you're going to be like Scooby-Doo. Like that's going <laughs> to... <laughs> I was thinking about that while watching this and I'm looking at this guy and he's done, he did like some baseball movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then watching his career, it's like, did he have anything on his plate besides the Scooby-Doo thing and playing Shaggy? You know, like what route could that have taken? What is his range really? does he have can you do anything else you know what i mean i was thinking yeah just i always it boggles my mind to see where people's careers go and, and so much of that is like pick. out of their control right like he, he might have we there's so much we don't know about like him we're using as an example but like maybe he really wanted to be like a family man or maybe his parents got sick or maybe he was like you know what you know i've made enough money and i just want to live in like a you know it's so funny just because they all sort of like have equal parts. I mean, obviously there's certain people in this film that have bigger parts. Like Neve Campbell is like definitely, you know, the main the main character. Yep. But like Drew Barrymore is in this in the start. She's become like now she has a talk show. She's like so baked into like popular culture. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, not to keep harping on Matthew Lillard. I mean, the skeet guy is also a good example. Like he like, where is he? Like, what is he doing? What are yeah. you doing? Still, still getting after it. Still, yeah. I, what's interesting is because this became such a franchise, I feel like because I was looking up Wes Craven's um, directorial thing. So he did Scream, Scream Two, Scream Three, and then he did like Scream Four, and then he did a bunch of things. Didn't I think Nightmare on Elm Street. Did he do as the director? Let me see one second. No, he did Cursed. 
which was a 2005 uh, movie. Then he went and did Parish Shatem, which is not a horror film. What's that? <laughs> Parish Shatem is like a bunch of short, short films kind of woven together into like, it's cute. It's got like Natalie Portman in it. You should check it out. It's very cute, but not a horror film. By yeah, he, he, uh, he wrote and directed A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Freddy Krueger. Yeah, I see he has 52 writing credits to his 29 directorial credits. Uh, so, okay. Oh, maybe, yeah. sorry, maybe he did just write it, but I thought... He, he wrote The Hills no, Have Eyes too, which I did see The Hills Have Eyes in that, cinema. That was, a, that was a creepy movie. I fucking hated it. I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. I went, in high school, I was a lot more like... I found it harder to say no, obviously, to like going to things that my friends wanted to do. That's why I went and saw I Am Legend in the theater, I was which also terrified you, me. I was going to ask you that because like you, uh, you know, my partner don't like scary movies. Um, I said I had to watch this. She's like, no way I'm watching that. I don't remember anybody, anybody in my friend group in high school ever turning down scary movies, whether yeah. they watched it at someone's house or went to the theaters. So it is kind of interesting peer now. Pressure. I think, well, not even peer pressure, but um, the taste for it. Like you get, you become an adult and you're like, some of these things might harp on like real life instances and they just don't want to go through that for an hour or yeah. two. Or like and, life is scary enough. Yeah, like, yeah. But I, okay, so I'm going to say something that's going to shock you, but I, after watching this film, actually want to go watch the other ones. I will actually... Interesting, because this, yeah, this is a definitely a franchise now. And the yes. S- there's five out and the sixth one's coming. Okay, so I think the newer ones will probably be way scarier. But let's let's talk about the film and I'll tell you why yeah. I came to that. Do you um, want to do the, do the synopsis? Yes. I, do you want me to do it? I, yeah, sure. Okay, so <laughs> this is a film about um, a small town with teenagers and there's basically a serial killer on the loose. The previous year to when the movie is taking place, a woman was brutally raped and murdered in the town. And uh, we kind of learned that later in life, like later in the film, but like, I'd be a bit worried. And, but yeah, this guy like calls you on the phone and he's like, what's your favorite horror movie? And then he hunts you through your house. He wears a scream mask, which I don't know if that was a thing before this movie, but now it's incredibly iconic. He's wearing like a full long black, um, I don't know, robe thing. And yeah, he like hunts you through the house. And then I don't know if we, do we do spoilers in the synopsis? Uh, sure. I mean, this is 96. So. <laughs> 1996. I know, but I didn't know. <laughs> I was guessing the whole time. I thought it was the dad, but it's... um. There's this main character, Neve Campbell, and it's her mom that was killed. Neve is the actress, and her mom was killed the, the year before. And it turns out the killers are her boyfriend, Skeet, and then Matthew Lillard's character. And their reasoning for being murderers is that they're just, like, psychopaths. But they really gruesomely, like, fuck people up. Like well, they, Skeet's, um, Skeet's life was uh, in shambles, basically, oh, because his dad was sleeping with Neve uh, Campbell's. And that's the, the, the excuse that he uses, because yeah. his mom left. But then Matthew Lillard's character is just like, I just, he's just a nut job. Yeah. (laughs) But yes. So yeah. So Skeet, um, whose real, whose character name is Billy is, uh, is the bad guy as it turns out. And his buddy, they love going around and stabbing people. Matthew Lillard, (laughs) who plays Stuart. And yeah, it's really gruesome. There's a lot of fake blood. Um, Rose McGowan, what's her name? Rose McGowan. Uh, She gets like, Decapita- it's very final destination i feel like yeah. in the 90s we were the like garage what? door yeah the garage door gets her gross. good um she kind of gets stuck and then she gets like yeah just 
yeah. Anyways, um, it's them. And the police are all like, oh, no. And there's a reporter. And she saves the day with the main character, uh, Sydney, played by Neve Campbell. And then apparently there's five more movies. So this keeps happening. <laughs> um, so wait, but yeah. I- so you had you had seen this before? Of course or? not. I have yeah, never okay. seen this Got movie it. in my goddamn life. Oh wow! And you're gonna you're willing to watch the other ones? Okay, I will tell you something. I watched some of this movie on mute um, with subtitles because I had to watch it. I also watched it during the day, so like I just am that pathetic. <laughs> I just and I also something else you should know about me is that if I'm going into a scary movie and I have to watch it. I will Google jump scares like so that I kind of know roughly where the thing, cause for me, it's not about seeing gory, terrible things. It's the anticipation. Obviously oh, that's why the, horror movies. Build are so up and, yeah. yeah. So like if I see on a list, you know, such and such gets decapitated or whatever, I'm like, okay, well that's fucked up. Like, but I can kind of anticipate it. I, sometimes it's like I just want to know who lives, and yeah. even if I know everyone else dies, I have hope that like one lives. So I, I'm happy that you got to watch this for the first time, and you thought it was somebody else. So do you, you think they did a good job of concealing the killers and showing you like putting you on different scents, basically? Yeah, um, I thought it was the dad, film. even though that was so. One thing I want to say about this film is it's very, it's very aware of itself Mm -hmm. so there's a great scene in the house with a bunch of teenagers and there's one guy who i'm trying to figure out which actor he is because i feel like i didn't recognize him the guy that's like talking about horror films and how like the virgins always jamie kennedy he's a comedian he was in um malibu's most wanted which is a hilarious movie you've you've seen him and stuff okay yeah he just wasn't super recognizable in um, Jamie Kennedy, yeah. He plays Randy. And basically there's a scene where all the kids are sitting around watching a horror movie, which they're also very casual about, like their friend, friends getting murdered horrifically. But that's... And then like the principal gets stabbed and killed and hung up and they're like, ooh, let's go check it out before the police take them down. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Yeah. Um, but it's very self-aware like in that they're sitting around discussing horror films and he's like see the virgin always lives and then it's like it's always like he's behind you and there's a moment where the killer is behind the guy so um i think it kind of like knows that it's being a bit like over the top but it leans into it which i I thought was like it created kind of its own genre yeah this movie let's talk about it um (laughs) obviously first things first not a drop of melanin in this town what? not a once you know <laughs> i'm okay with i at some point we have to do um scary movie right? yes which is yeah it takes a lot of this but um yeah not a lot of minorities or any in this movie very, zero yeah very very white high school and you know administration and class yeah yeah, no, no, no people, no people from any other background except for Whitey McWhitestein. Um, um, I, it's kind of unexpected. Yeah, you're right. right. For a high school, and this looked like very like a populated area. No, I mean, it, it was a small seem, town, though. It didn't seem too small town. That high school looked decent size. True. Right? I guess like their she, houses were kind of spread out. But uh, yeah. Nev's, Nev lived in like a neighborhood that houses were 
pretty close together, mm. right? Just um, what's his name? The guy that played Scooby Doo. He was out. Matt out Lillard. There. Yeah, Matt Lillard. His house had some space. Um, so I, I feel like there oh, should, I, okay, should yeah. be a couple kids at school. Well, I, I mean, I'm just like, when I think about like the early 2000s, which is a, like, we've done a lot of those movies, I always come back to She's All That, like how the characters of color just had no storyline. So like, it's it's unacceptable, but it's like, at this point, when I see no people, it, I mean, it's obvious, but I'm just like, yeah, the 90s was really 90ing pretty hard. So <laughs> yes, yeah, so no people of color, which I'll be interested to see in the, the later ones if they bring in diversity because it's just so not reflective of any place I've ever been that everyone would be the same looking yeah. but yeah. Do, do we ever figure out like where this is kind of supposed to be set um that I am not sure um I saw that they tried they got approval to shoot in a high school and then the school board came back and said no way it's like the material's too gruesome and they shot it at it like a community center okay yeah, but, the high school scenes. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so no melanin. These kids are kind of dumb. I would... <laughs> I don't know. I just... I just don't know. Like, I don't... And I think they're the parents, if, too. There's not a lot of good parent leadership in this. No. Right? Like, people are getting murdered, and this kid's still allowed to throw a, a raging house party. Yeah. How? First of all, how is he getting the numbers... How are all these parents letting their kid, even before curfew, right, go out to a party when people are getting brutally murdered in their neighborhood? Yeah. And, like, the doors are unlocked. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just wild. That, and then why are the girls going to this party, right? When uh, Nev had these issues, this guy's stalking her, right? Can't get a hold of her dad. Oh, let's just go to a house party. Also, why is her dad going on a business trip the weekend of... The first year anniversary of the wife's death. Like, uh, that would be make, a time to come together, I think, yeah, maybe. So just bad parenting throughout this movie for and, everybody in Yeah, and, and also just, yeah, the kids are super weird and dumb the way they're like, oh, like, okay, I'm not a guidance counselor, but, like, if two students were brutally murdered, I don't know that I'd be dragging kids into the office to interrogate them without their parents first of all i don't know if that's legal because yeah. they're minors and he and was putting a knife to the kid's chest yeah but also it's like that they might be traumatized you know like they might be and neve's character is the only one that's like looking at the desk and looking sad it's like yeah. everyone else is just kind of like oh anyway true barrymore who cares but i mean to be honest a high school like that in that kind of like neighborhood where they probably didn't deal with a lot of any kind of like murder, violence, crime, right? Um, all they saw was that kind of stuff in movies and TV. I've I've known kids like that growing up that would like gravitate towards it. Like, oh, this thing happened. It's out of the ordinary. Let's go check it out. Wow. Right? Because they had nothing else in their past. And it's like... They got blinders on, right, to the rest of the world. Like, these things do happen in life, and it's the first time they hear it or see it, and they're so detached from watching TV and movies that they're like, oh, let's let's get into it. Let's go see for ourselves. It just seemed so – I mean, I guess it just came across so callous, you know, mm -hmm. like, yeah. It's so gruesome. I mean, it's yeah. 90s gruesome. That's why I think I stopped 
having to mute it and I was kind of kind of enjoying it where I was like this is silly yeah if you take and they I think they wanted to make the movie like that right they wanted to have a kind of like poking fun at itself a little bit in the genre but also it I think it did a good job a really good job at thinking who is it because with the principal uh principal wouldn't tell like over the loudspeakers he's like remember your principal loves you yeah and so he's like creepy um great actor by the way and then uh, like putting the knife to the kid's chest and he's lowering his voice so you start thinking like oh maybe the principal's starting to kill people right so they did a good job it's, yeah. i think it's a really like intelligent way to get your mind to think oh that person that who done it right yeah that, that, oh it could be this person it could be that it's person. funny because i have seen scary movie and so like i did get a lot of the references mm-hmm. and it's it is hard not to giggle <laughs> having seen that movie first and then yeah. And then seeing the real, like the guy's outfit was kind of shiny at the end. You know, the, the robe had like kind of a sparkle to it. Mm, I don't know yeah. if you, if that yeah. was deliberate. I don't know. I, I see what you're saying though. But it was, it was funny. Like the black, uh, in, in scary movie, the black reporter pulls up and he's like, white people got murdered. We're getting the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. And they dip out in the van. I just, that, that, uh, kind of sticks in the okay one thing that did age like milk is courtney cox calling the reporter like this fat schlub and how he's 50 pounds overweight and i'm like i think what people's perception of overweight has shifted dramatically not yeah he did, that he did guy just look looks overweight. like average build yeah, average for sure i thought the same thing yeah <laughs> i'm like all right courtney yeah. you toothpick <laughs> Maybe just settle down. Simmer down, girl. Yeah, nobody seemed to notice that Rose McGowan's character, Tatum, was missing. I just feel like all around, like, bad friendships. Bad Mm -hmm. friendships, bad parenting, not smart. Like, okay, the guy keeps calling you on the phone. Don't answer it? Yeah. And then... Like, just wait till it stops ringing. Because I know it's the 90s, so you only have one line. And you can't call the police but maybe just like wait till it stops ringing and then quickly pick up the phone and dial 911 you know yeah there's just no like awareness to the situation drew barrymore gets brutally murdered and then nev's just picking up the phone and walking out into her front porch and like calling bluff i feel like that happens it's lockdown mode right you hang out with your friends you go stay with uh rose that first night after yeah. you hear that that girl has been killed because your dad's out of town, right? Be be around where you have a safety blanket and you're not out by yourself. Yeah, it's just that throughout the whole movie is just like, oh, no, we can go over here. It's not going to happen to me. That yeah. type of mentality. Yeah, it's kind of silly. Um, <laughs> just just not smart decisions. Hey, I'm home alone. Maybe I'll just mention that on the phone to the guy. <laughs> it's it's interesting. Like, I think this is such a genre and they've obviously made such a um, franchise out of it. And I can see why, but it's also a little thin on plot. I will say not to criticize it, but not a lot happens. You know, uh, it's very, I think horror movies now have had to get a little bit more twisty and turny and layered just because audiences are hard to scare maybe yeah yeah because they have they've seen a lot of these things before right yeah uh, i remember being at a theater for the jessica beale chainsaw massacre they redid the chainsaw massacre for the first time saw it in theaters starring jessica beale literally packed theater i literally jumped out of my seat and spun around like holy shit um, that's how good that jump scare was. And mm-hmm. I remember around that time, those few years, 
that they had to change it. Like, cause every time the music was coming, you're like, all right, it's going to happen. And they'd like drop it, drop the music. So you'd be like, oh, here it comes. It wouldn't. And then like pause, pause, pause. Then it would happen. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like they had to figure out ways to throw people off. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't, something about me, maybe I'm nuts, but I love that feeling of feeling creeped out in that jumpiness in that anticipation it, I don't know. It just gets me going. <laughs> yeah, that's not for me. I don't can't hard cannot relate, but I understand. I think horror is such a collective thing. Like it's definitely there's two ways to do it. Like yes, you can go to a movie theater, packed movie theater, and enjoy the shit out of it with a group of people, or you can sit at home and like really freak yourself out with like your girlfriend, a boyfriend, or a group of friends. You know. Mm-hmm. But it's not my favorite way to get an adrenaline rush, as you know. <laughs> okay, so the only other thing that I really had about this film was the portrayal of women, which is something that comes up a lot. And yeah, just this kind of like, I think at the end, they kind of pulled it back because, spoiler alert, Courtney Cox shoots the guy um, and she's kind of saves the day and it is a little bit more female empowerment. Her and and Sydney, played by Neve Campbell, um, kind of like, yeah, they sort of work together to end these psychopaths that are stabbing each other for funsies but throughout the film there's a little bit of like sexual pressure from the boyfriend there's a little bit of like protecting the virginity of the women but the guys have a different standard there's a little bit of like oh you know how boys are and and the girls are a bit more helpless and i just think that's such a trope yeah they, they have a whole discussion on why the killer couldn't be female yeah when they're sitting outside of class so yeah. it's like, yeah. Oh, you have to be strong and you know how it takes to to stab somebody, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, and then at the ends, yeah, it's Nev and um, Courtney Cox that, that saved the day. Yeah, I it, definitely felt that. Yeah, it's not uh it's not the most like female empowerment. Although like I said, at the end it kind of saves it. But you know, Drew Barrymore's only in the film for the first few minutes, which I was surprised. For some reason, I thought she was a really big part of the franchise. Well, she was. She was cast as uh, Nev's character. Oh, okay. And uh, five weeks before production started, she said she wanted to play um, the other one. Oh. Yeah. And so then, let's see. They looked at Brittany Murphy mm-hmm. for the um, for the role, and then they ended eventually yeah landed on on her but um yeah it's pretty pretty interesting and reese witherspoon they looked at for wow all of yeah. the people that were yeah big time at the time but yeah. yeah for some reason i think she's so maybe she's just so iconic in like the posters or something i just thought she was so yeah. much well it's it opens with her and that's her reasoning for, to play that other role she'd be like mm-hmm. the people think it's the lead gets mm-hmm. killed in the opening scene so to to your point though like i love going to theater sometimes when you got a group of like you know just oddballs that are gonna joke about a scary movie because it kind of takes you out of it but that's a fun experience in and of itself right when people are making fun of a movie that's trying to be serious and scary but um yeah i i think this movie is just pretty solid because of the way it took this genre Mm -hmm. and and then yeah the direction it was was so popular when it came out i remember and people were you know trying to talk like that i remember people selling those voice boxes Um, like you said that scream mask took off and west craven actually found that mask in a house that they were doing during location scouting oh wow yeah and then um yeah 
the producers awesome. who are assholes. Uh, we don't have to touch too much on that, but they. Oh no! Why? Why were they assholes? It's the Weinstein's. Oh, got it. Yeah. Like... So this was under Miramax when yeah. they were just working for Miramax. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but um. Yeah, Bob said that he didn't think the mask was scary enough. Um, <laughs> okay. But Wes Craven was like, "No, we're gonna we're gonna rock with." You. I think that's that's good. like it's a good point. Like anything can be scary if you make it scary. Yeah. You know, it is kind of a cheesy mask, but the fact that the the whole thing about horror because I, I will say like once you figure out who the killers are it's still scary but it's like that anticipation of like not knowing who you can trust and whatever it's kind yeah. of gone like what the fuck is wrong with these two people yeah that, but it's different when you don't know who it is and they, everyone's a suspect yeah, they killed sydney's mom waited a year and then started doing the stuff again and like it's it's wild that to think someone would go not only think of the acts but then to follow through and then to make it even harder that two people were on the same page yeah in the same in the same area exactly buddies that would do that would do that that would do fucked up shit Mm -hmm. yeah um i did read that caller id (laughs) increased in popularity (laughs) times three after the release of this film which yeah makes sense i want to see who's calling yeah, don't uh, don't want to leave that shit. You could just be like immediately be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, Skeet, come on, <laughs> Skeet. I know it's you, Skeet. But also, yeah, just quickly, the policing in this film. I feel like in every horror film, there's always like kind of a not super great police force that's kind of bumbling. And in this case, it's Dewey Tatum's sister. Who mm. I don't know. Did did he ever see that she was dead? Does he find her? I forget. Uh he was knocked out. Okay. Like unconscious because well so, he got stabbed in the back so he was yeah. I don't so he think doesn't he, know, he doesn't know his sister's dead so his no. mom mom that he keeps talking about is gonna have a t- bad time but he's kind of like dorky and the, all the kids know him and they don't really respect him and like he walks into the party which shouldn't be happening because there is a killer on the loose and he's and like i'm not here to bust drinking. you even yeah. though they're drinking yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the other police officers there also is just kind of stupid i don't know yeah and the response time right yeah multiple calls came through like she was on the you know the radio and really nobody showed up in response yeah. while they know There's multiple people have been murdered yeah you think that people would be on overtime they'd be patrolling mm-hmm. constantly mm-hmm. small town like that like there's nothing else for you to do but find this murderer yeah and you're taking you know 20 minutes to respond to a no. call yeah not really okay <laughs> do you think this is a halloween movie Oh, I definitely think it's a Halloween movie, right? You got the mask and the killer that's unidentified, right? Think of the um, the history of it, like Jason mask, Michael Myers mask. So I, I think it, it takes off that. Um, and I, yeah, I definitely think this like reinvigorated um, kind of Halloween, Halloween movies and yeah, just like Halloween thriller slasher movie, basically. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Do you think it's a Halloween movie? Yeah, I mean, it's a scary movie, and I can see why people wear it, watch it at Halloween. But for some reason, I thought there was more of, like, a Halloween reference in it, um, which obviously it's not. It looks like it – I mean, maybe it does. They never sort of establish what, what season it is. Yeah. You you make a good point, though, because it's, like, Halloween in the spirit of Halloween, right? End of October. Creepy. Or, or is it just two, two crazy kids killing mm-hmm. people any time of year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, we yeah. never really establish. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, one other thing, going back to the women portrayal, I didn't like that the mom was like a slut whore and all this stuff. That was shitty. And she was like 
going all over town. And that's what made me think it was a small town of just like gossipy brats, just like, you know, okay. Yeah. yeah, It's not, not ideal to cheat on your husband, but like, who knows what they could have had an open relationship. Right. We don't, we don't get those details. You don't want to be talking shit on someone. And also just the reasoning of why she ruined his, the marriage. And then the mom left, like, I'm really sorry about that for you, but you are like almost 18 years old by the looks yeah. of it, you know, that's, but that to me, I like that part of it because it's like, yeah, I know someone would probably do that because they're so pouty about, Oh, my life is so terrible because my mom left because my dad was cheating. And so I'm going to kill oh other people now. You know what I mean? The nineties like, kids was so yeah, angsty like, teen so, spirit. Yeah. All that stuff. God. And just to have like a privileged life. Do you see the size of uh, uh Stu's house? Yeah. They're huge it's fucking houses. monstrous. Yeah. But, oh, let's, we should kill some people because we're upset. Yeah. About our, yeah. That type of thing. Yeah. Champagne problems for real. Yeah. Uh, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And also just though one quickly thing, it was so funny. Um, Harry Winkler's Henry Winkler's uh, character, the principal, how he's like, he's like this generation. I feel like every, every adult is always like this fucking generation, you know, like these nineties kids with their Nirvana and their fucking converse. And, you know, do you think we're getting to that, that age where we're we're detached from high schoolers and kids in college i feel like it's inevitable i hope yeah. not but you know i'm already sort of rolling my eyes at like these gen z bopper kids like reinvent rediscovering low-rise jeans and flared jeans i'm like <laughs> no no yeah we, we did that already oh they're like you know i remember a couple of years ago when they were eating tide pods and we were all like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> it's just like generation generation to generation is like so yeah we're so mean to each other but also i think these kids are the same age as like i don't know how old would they be now how old would courtney cox and all of them be she doesn't look that much older than the um than the high high schoolers yeah well they probably i mean that's what some of the um like scary movie makes fun of right yeah they're like yeah they'll probably cast a bunch of 30 year olds to play high schoolers yeah Okay, so, so like Neve Campbell was born in 1973. So she's like 15 years older than me. So I guess they're not like exactly our parents' parents' age. Yeah. So what? She was 23. Yeah. When she was casting this. So not too yeah. not not too not crazy. Not too far off, no. Yeah. But you know, like it's just funny. So these I think are technically Gen Xs, which my mom is technically Gen X cuz she had me young. And it's just funny to see them and to see what their problems were like yeah not having cell phones oh my god the technology was hilarious to behold in this film yeah um, so to your point too like how are they keeping with scream throughout the other like iterations right or the other the other movies that they made with like to your point the introduction to technology yeah that's why I have to check it so, out because I'm yeah. sure I'm sure it's one of those things where it's like oh we're in a cabin with no reception or something um but I'll have to check it out. I think mm-hmm. there's always ways in horror movies. Like you've always got to isolate people. Cause yeah, if you could text someone or if there's just like, you could FaceTime someone. Although, you know, there are a whole bunch of horror movies that take place over online bullying or like, you know, someone anonymously sends you a message. Um, but yeah. So 
Was there anything else that really stuck out to you? I mean, you you are a horror fiend, so yeah, you watch I, all the things. I love it. So I this movie doesn't like creep me out so mm-hmm. much as like me getting into like a thought process of mm-hmm. how these people are doing it and what's the the take of the town and the situation. Like I, I think about all that stuff, um, opposed to like something creepy. Cause, so this is like some real life stuff. Right. We talk about like supernatural, I think to me can be a little scarier if done well than an unknown than compared to killers running a loose. Right. Because killers probably going to, you know, if they get shot, they're going to go down something like that. But something more supernatural um, that you have no idea what this thing is or what it can do. I feel like those movies to me are a little more creepier. Mm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, it all creeps me out. But yes, I'm always about like the psychological. The, for me, it's the grounded stuff too. Like, yeah, serial killers do get me. Something that's real enough. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm just scared of it all. Just, <laughs> I'm scared of... I watched um that new... Na- the uh, Annihilation with Natalie Portman a couple of years ago in the movie theater. And there's like... It's a very science fiction-y kind of horror. And there's like a crocodile that jumps out of the water and that scared the shit out of me. Yeah. You know, I'm scared of like deep blue sea where the sharks get smart and then fucking get you. So <laughs> anything that's not just like happy Lala, I can handle sci-fi. I can handle, uh, you know, cre- creepy things, but it's the sinister that doesn't, I don't yeah. like, but I mean, did this sit with you last night? Okay. Like when did you watch this yesterday? I watched this yesterday. Yeah. I watched it during you, the day. Were you no, okay? It didn't, like freak yeah. me out. I think it's, I think it's so cheesy. It's like eighties horror movies. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I was so afraid to watch alien and then you watch it and you're like, this is good. And and then you have a a respect and appreciation for it of how it was made at the time. But also I'm like, it's just different. I don't know. I can kind of observe it from a a bit of distance. I'm, I'm happy that you met me. And at Scream, right? I went, I went, I think I went a little bit farther. You said no now. You said it, I think, and I said no. I, th- I think we'll get there at some point. I said, I please no, because that's too real. And clowns, I don't want to do it. You, but you've watched all of them. Yeah, I saw that. Was, like I was saying, I want to do it because it was like my awakening to scary movies. And I was way too young to see it. Yeah. And it set me on that path. You know what I mean? But um, oh, I was having a conversation with friends about like, what was the horror movie that you saw too young? Mine was Candyman. I think I was like 10. That came up at, at your birthday. Yeah. And then yeah. I forget someone was telling me last night what theirs was. And it was really fucked up. Maybe it was like Friday the 13th or something. Or Freddy, one of the Freddy. It's just like when I have kids, I want them to appreciate everything. So, but I think there is a right time and a right place to mm-hmm. introduce. And if you're not mentally, Oh, and then we were just talking about like how scary, um, even things like the lion King were like nineties movies for kids. Early two thousands movies were brutal as fuck. They were like, here's something really confronting. Now Disney's, watch it. Disney's going to kill some parents. Disney's right? going to kill some parents. <laughs> um, you know, land before time. There was a lot of death that we were exposed yeah. to as children. Yeah. God, not ideal. <laughs> um, but it is that time of the podcast, David, where we do have to give someone from the cast or crew a shout out. Who have you got? I went with the stunt coordinator. Nice. Um, Anthony, I think it's uh, Ciceri, I want to say. Might okay. be messing that up. But um, he has 98 
credits wow. for stunts. And there's a lot of people, you know, like falling out of windows or grappling with each other, right? Mm -hmm. All those coordinated um, moves. But he did, he's doing the, I think he did the Scream, yeah, 2022 it says. So he did was a stunt coordinator for the last Scream. Uh, he did Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Italian Job, Minority Report, Spider-Man. This dude has a lot of heavy hitter um, credits to his name as a as a stunt coordinator. So without him and his contribution, we wouldn't have a lot of this action and mm -hmm. um, Sydney stabbing, you know, Skeet with that umbrella, which I thought was a great scene coming out of that closet. And that that all takes time and and effort. So Anthony. Thank you. We see you and we appreciate you. We see you and we appreciate you. Okay, so I went with, even though I watched a lot of this movie on mute, uh, sorry, I went with the music. I went with Marco Beltrami. Uh, Marco Beltrami? Um, he was, it says music by, he has so many credits, over 200 um, as a composer, music department, producer. Um, most recently, it looks like as a composer, his, he's got a film coming out next year called Plane. But he also did Deep Water, No Exit, The Bombardment. He did Nine Perfect Strangers. Um, then he's got like a ton of uh, ton of horror things. Um, and yeah, Ford versus Ferrari. He did music by. That's a fantastic film. Mm. So Ben Hur, just a really talented, um, musically oriented person. So I think this movie is, you know, immensely creepy because of the the music and stuff so i just wanted to give a shout out to marco so marco we see you and we appreciate you, see you and we appreciate you all right david but, has this film aged like milk yay or nay i'm gonna say this movie has not aged like milk i think this movie still holds up um i think it kind of stands apart from a lot of other movies and in different genres that's hard to do so i i i respect this movie obviously wish there was a little bit of you know some some melanin, as you said some diversity um because it's yeah it's late 90s it's there's no excuses there but um just the way this movie was made it, you the first time you watch it you are guessing who this killer is and it's not revealed towards the end which i love um, a lot of twists and turns and overall as far as yeah uh, like i think it hit the scary you know movie on the head with this they did it i thought they did a good job yeah what about you i mean i think it's like a small town <laughs> like artisan milk that has no <laughs> spices in it you know it's like a it's like a mormon milk like a mormon family made it i mean no that's <laughs> right that's a bad analogy it's a great because it's not you know doesn't subscribe to those beliefs there's definitely a sex scene and boobs and they even call that out they give they give a lot of references to like Jamie Lee Curtis. And one thing I didn't like was they were like, yeah, she's a slut like Sharon Stone. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, is she, you know, really called her out. Very 90s um, references. But mm. I will say that like, if you went to, you know, like I went on a road trip to like Utah and we stopped in like a small town and they had like this unprocessed cheese um, being sold out of a shack and it didn't have much flavor. <laughs> That's this milk. It has flavor. So, I hope you like, know what I'm trying to say. I, I it's get just, what you're saying. So you know, you know what it is, right? You know what it you're is. But it, the person, it yeah. is cheese or milk. It's but, well made, but it just doesn't yeah. have any, you know, people of color or yeah. <laughs> the women <laughs> treated. <laughs> I don't know. Not amazing. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to watch the, the next couple and see 
I'm not gonna say I won't watch them on mute. I probably will, or I'll just have to Google what happens again because yeah. now. But now I've seen one. Now you know, know like the premise of like the, yeah. the you know the violence that takes place in these movies. So I think yeah. you'll be okay knowing it's just the like, gutting. what it's about. It's so aggressive. And I, I think the I've seen maybe one or two of the other screens, and it starts to get they got to add more to the story. Yeah. Right? So I'm interested to see what you're. I just take don't is. like torture things and the start of this movie when they have the guy duct taped to a chair and then but you yeah. don't really see him cut you know the chainsaw massacre or um saw where people have to like cut off their own feet i've heard i just don't want to i don't know i'm very yes. impressed by the prosthetics and the, the fake mm. blood but it's just not something i want to watch you know i want to watch like what we do in the shadows which has a little bit of biting of the neck but it's very funny you know i want to watch like funny. Abbott Elementary and just chill out and enjoy my life um, but thank you for making me watch it yeah. that's it for scary movies happy for Halloween happy Halloween um, you know be safe eat some pumpkin things now we have Thanksgiving coming up and then it's Christmas and then basically the year's over so thanks 2022 good times yeah. alright <laughs> <laughs> pretty much see you next year and then it'll be the years just keep getting faster and faster so Anyway, thanks, David, for making me watch it. If you haven't seen Scream, like me, somehow, I would say just Google the jump scares if you're afraid and or watch part of it on mute, but um, go watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thanks, David. Uh, You should go ahead and just check your fridge. Make sure that milk ain't spoiled. Gross milk is gross. Gross bland milk is gross. (laughs) (laughs) That's our show. We'll catch you next time. Bye. See ya.